there's so many reasons and it might be different for each person who's giving. But for me, the big thing is it shifts the focus away from myself onto others. And I think that's a really big benefit of our giving is it makes us feel part of something bigger than ourselves, whether that's part of a community that's giving or part of a solution to an issue that we care about. I think it's it's a simple way for us to see our beliefs and values put into like meaningful action. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. Today I have Andy Tiemann joining us. Her career started in sales and tech startups in New York and after receiving her master's in social work, she worked in nonprofit consulting and human services. Since then, Andy has actually started her own organization called Penny Loafer. Penny Loafer is a new female-owned giving platform that helps everyday donors budget charitable giving into their lives. Today, we're going to be talking about why giving is important, what stands in the way of so many people actually being able to give some of their money, and how Penny Loafer helps make giving doable. Welcome, Andy, to the Inspire Budget Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk. Yes. So before we jump into what you've created, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Andy. I have a master's in social work. My background's kind of in the nonprofit consulting space. And so that's really where I've been focused for the last several years. It's been a lot of grant writing and strategic planning, that sort of fun stuff for, mm-hmm. for nonprofits. So do you like, do people seek you out? Are you, were you like a consultant? Exactly. Yeah. So I was working for a nonprofit consultancy. Um, so we had a bunch of nonprofit clients and offered everything from grant writing and, and researching different funding opportunities to doing like full strategic plans for nonprofits. So kind mm-hmm. of their three-year plan and vision yeah. for where they want to take it. Cool. And is that what inspired you to uh, just fall in love with, and I I do want to jump into what you do now, really what you've created, but is that what inspired you to give back and find ways to, I don't know, just spend your time and your energy in a different way? Yeah, definitely. I think it, it let me see kind of like the other side of funding. So what nonprofits are are facing as far as like finding different funding opportunities and looking for different ways to raise unrestricted funds so that they can use it where it's most needed with a nonprofit. And then I think that coupled with like my own giving habits mm-hmm. and seeing just how kind of reactive and disjointed they were, I could kind of see both ends of it. So from the nonprofit's point of view, and then also just personally with my own individual giving, mm-hmm. which kind of sparked my idea for Penny Loafer. And I actually started out in tech. So I was doing account management and sales okay. at tech companies. So Penny Loafer was kind of this cool meld of using tech to make giving easier and to benefit nonprofits as well as individual givers. Okay. So let's dive into exactly what Penny Loafer is. Yes. So it's a platform that makes charitable giving simple and more strategic for everyday donors. And Mm -hmm. I consider everyday donors people who have $5 to $100 a month to give. So it's really encompassing kind of a a smaller giving budget. Mm -hmm. But what we do essentially is you can come onto Penny Loafer. We feature four causes right now. So it's climate change, mental health, 
quality education and racial justice. Uh, so you can choose a cause and you can choose a monthly giving amount. So something, you know, that fits within your budget that, you know, each month I'm going to give this and I can kind of know that I have my giving strategy in place. Mm-hmm. And Penny Loafer takes care of all that researching, vetting of nonprofits. Mm-hmm. We put together a giving strategy for each of these cause areas so that each month, Allison, if you gave $10 to climate change, your $10 is being combined with everyone else who's donating Mm -hmm. to climate change and given to a different vetted nonprofit each month. Okay. So the nonprofits change every single month. Yeah. So it changes each month and then you're learning along the way. So all of our donors get a, a newsletter each month that kind of breaks down where the donation went that month, more about that nonprofit and the strategies they're using to address that cause. And then we also have a section called learning where it's just highlighting things that might be in the news or a big piece of legislation, Mm -hmm. things to keep you informed and engaged beyond the monetary contribution. So you feel a part of this cause and this community that's giving. Mm -hmm. So obviously you do think giving is important. And I, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that, right? Since you created (laughs) an entire platform, (laughs) you created an entire platform teaching people how to give. So one of my questions was, why do you think it's so important for the everyday person, because I know that I've talked with a lot of people who they don't have 500, 600, 700, $800 a month to give. So they think is my amount, even if it's just $20, is it really making a difference? And then the overwhelm of trying to figure out where do I send it to? Like, how do I decide if there's so many things in need? So why do you think, I guess the first question is why do you think (laughs) it's important for still like the, we'll just say everyday person to be able to give back? Great question. And I think you, even in asking that hit on a lot of the barriers to our giving, Mm -hmm. just like this overwhelm, what can I do? Is it really going to make a difference? There's a lot of things that I think get in the way of our giving. But as far as why I think it's important, I think there's so many reasons and it might be different for each person who's giving. But for me, the big thing is it shifts the focus away from myself onto Mm -hmm. others. And I think that's a really big benefit of our giving is it makes us feel part of something bigger than ourselves, whether that's part of a community that's giving or part of a solution to an issue that we care about. I think it's, it's a simple way for us to see our beliefs and values put into like meaningful action. It's one thing to be like, this is a big issue. I care about it. It's another thing to like be taking action Mm. and feeling part of the solution on that. There's, there's so much research around the, the psychological benefits, the physiological benefits. Like there's actually this warm, fuzzy feeling we get (laughs) when we give, they call it like the helper's high like the act mm-hmm. of generosity is actually releasing endorphins and oxytocin. So we're, we're feeling happier when we do it. Yes. It's been linked with decreased depression and, and all these benefits, increased longevity. So I think there's, there's real true benefits. But for me, the big thing is just shifting that focus away from myself and, and feeling part of something bigger. And what do you think causes people to hold back from giving? Because I, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like, Once the pandemic hit, a lot of people's eyes were opened to the, the need for giving the need for donating. But I also feel like some people went overboard and put themselves in a bad position financially to give back, which I think is like so wonderful and so beautiful that they want to give to others in need, but not to the extent of putting themselves in need. So I guess 
what do you think you have seen just in your work in the nonprofit space in creating this type of platform does hold just the everyday person back from giving and honestly giving in an amount that they are comfortable with and it fits in their budget. I mean, you definitely hit on some of them already. It, the time that goes into mm-hmm. it, we're busy. We have jobs, school, kids, yeah. life, and so many things can get in the way of our giving and our intentions to give. Mm-hmm. There's all these studies that people intend to give a lot more than they actually end up yes. giving. So I've seen that like, just with myself, yes, which is why yeah. auto pay or like setting up those automatic deductions help so much because then you don't have Absolutely. to actually think about it. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's no different than, you know, I want to go to the gym more. I want to read more mm-hmm. books. Like we all have these intentions for ourselves and this idea of like what we want to do. And right. then it doesn't always match up with what we end up doing. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing about around penny loafers. Like, how can I be proactive about this and set it up in a way that's to your point is not going to put me somewhere I shouldn't be financially. I want to mm-hmm. make sure I'm in stay where I can within my budget. But I think, like you said, a lot of our giving is often reactive, like we saw with the pandemic and the racial justice movement and things like that. People, and when you see things like Ukraine and there's, I mean, there's so many crises globally and here in the U.S. So a lot of our giving is often reactive. And I think that's some of the pitfalls people can fall into, you know, it's, oh, it's just $50 here, $50 here. But at the end of the year, maybe you put yourself in a place you shouldn't be financially. To go back to your question though, about like what gets in the way. So I think time is the big one. I think a paradox of choice There's Mm -hmm. 1.5 million nonprofits just in the U.S. alone. So it's even if you have the time to sit down and figure out where you want to give, how do you start? Which one's legit? Yes. Yeah. There's a healthy bit of skepticism when people Mm -hmm. are looking. Is my money going to be used properly? Yes. How do I narrow it down to the best one? How am I supposed to choose the best one out of all of these? And then the next month, do all the research all over again to choose another one. Absolutely. So all of those things. And I think it can be different for different people. Everyone's situation's a little different, but I think all of those things add up for it to be a little overwhelming, especially to be doing it ongoing. So what I find Mm -hmm. is like, often our giving is very reactive and disjointed. And Mm -hmm. so when we actually sit back and look, okay, where did I give this year? It's, it's all good causes. It feels good when you're doing it, but how can we feel a little bit more strategic and like, okay, I really care about this cause. How can I make sure my giving is aligned and my budget is aligned with this cause that I care about and want to, to be donating towards. And I love that too, because I mean, I have seen the difference just in myself when I give back and as someone that teaches people how to budget I I do. I would love to see it be like this, just standard, almost expected expense, like your cell Mm -hmm. phone bill or like your Netflix or anything like that. Yeah. Because then there's the repetitiveness. There's the expectation. There's nothing that's really just a shock and you can give extra, of course, whenever these things happen and you want to be reactive, but when everything is just kind of just automatically flowing and everything is easy with your money because things are on autopilot. That's whenever I think we follow through with some of those well-meaning decisions like giving. Yeah. And I think at the end of the year, you can feel really good. You know, each month you gave X amount and Mm -hmm. it felt a little bit more strategic and around a specific cause or something that you feel really strongly about. So again, you can really see your values put into meaningful action throughout the year. Yes. And 
also what you just said was you're giving to the different causes and you see your actions put towards something meaningful. I guess my question is, what if someone doesn't have a lot of money and they're sitting here thinking, well, all I can give is $5 is if that's not even worth it. That's like just the cost of a coffee or that doesn't even cover my Netflix subscription or Hulu. What do you say to that? Because I think that so often we forget that we're not doing this alone. Yeah. (laughs) We don't have to be the person that (laughs) saves an entire issue. Yes. So I think that's a big part of it. I think there's a lot of ways that collective action is happening today. Mm -hmm. And so Again, it's an opportunity to feel some like part of something bigger than yourself, right? Your $5 doesn't feel like a lot and isn't yeah. going to solve climate change. But honestly, $100,000 isn't going to solve climate change. You know, like we need all of these people mm-hmm. donating and and there's so many different strategies that are going to that it's going to take. There's no silver bullet, right? So Mm-hmm. I think as far as like enabling collective action, that's a big thing I wanted to do with Penny Loafer so that, you know, I started the minimum donation at $5 a month mm-hmm. because I want those people to feel like, hey, it's not just your $5, right? Yeah. Each month we're donating hundreds of dollars to each of these nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And some of them are smaller nonprofits, you know, a couple hundred bucks donation actually goes pretty far for some of these organizations. So, so yeah, so I think being part of collective impact is where that really comes in. And and there's so many ways to do that. Penny Loafer takes care of that research and combines your donation with others so that it is a couple hundred and hopefully one day a couple couple tens of thousands, right? Each month that's going to these nonprofits. But there's even things like giving circles. You could start Mm -hmm. that with friends and family where you all put in a hundred bucks or $50 and you do your own research on where you want to give. And so there's a lot of ways to spark this collective impact and collective action. And I think when you feel like I don't have that much to give, is it going to make a difference? That's where I would start. Today's episode is brought to you by my free budgeting and debt payoff cheat sheet. In this cheat sheet, I'm going to be giving you everything you need to kickstart your budget and start paying off debt fast. I'll be sharing with you the most important part of budgeting so that way you can focus on what really works. I'll also be sharing with you how to find more money in your budget and the fastest way to pay off debt. This cheat sheet is so amazing and you can grab it for free by going to inspirebudget.com slash cheat sheet or just click the link in my show notes. Okay, so let's say someone wants to sign up for Penny Loafer. They sign up and can they, do do they commit to a monthly donation? How does it work? That was my thinking with Penny Loafer is I really wanted it to be this ongoing giving strategy. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just a one and done, which is often what a lot of our giving ends up being. So again, you can start with $5 a month. You set your limit. You can change that at any time, pause, cancel. It's not like you're locked in to anything. And so you choose a cause, you choose your monthly giving amount, and then we handle the research from there. You'll get the newsletter each month. Mm-hmm. And and that's really the goal is that you have this ongoing giving strategy. You know, each month you're giving X amount, which again, you can change. Mm-hmm. Penny Loafer isn't taking any part of that donation either. So there's no platform fee. We do have like an optional tip you can leave at checkout over and okay. above the donation amount. If you'd I was like. going to ask, 
how, how is Penny Loafer making money? I mean, obviously (laughs) you're, you're spending time and resources to create Mm -hmm. this platform. So how is it that you keep it running? Yeah. So I, I wanted it to be really low barrier, especially to start. I wanted it to be accessible to people. A lot of platforms are taking, you know, a 5% flat fee on all donations and that can leave people with a bad taste in their mouth. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't want it coming out of the donation. So I wanted to to offer this uh, without taking the platform fee uh, for now. And there is this optional tip over and above the donation amount. And it's a monthly tip. So, okay. so that's how we make our money. About 80% of our donors right now leave an optional monthly tip. So people are generous with those. And obviously this is the model at scale, right? So that's it's working goal, for yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. It's working for now. I love it. So can you choose multiple charities? Like if I wanted to give to racial justice and what was one of the other ones? Uh, Mental health. Mental health. I wanted to give to those two. Could I choose multiple or do you, does the user has to commit to only one? No. Yeah. So you can choose multiple. We have some people who are giving to all four of our causes. Mm -hmm. We have people who are just giving to one. And obviously the idea is to, to grow the number of causes in time. So yeah. So I I plan to add more causes. I I want it to be as simple and clean and convenient. So, Mm -hmm. you know, often it can be a little overwhelming if you come onto a platform and there's 50 causes to choose from and you care about all of them. And Mm -hmm. then that's another decision you need to make. So I, I was intentional about starting out small. I sent out a survey to to kind of our target donors. And these were the four causes that came back as kind of top priority right now. But the idea is to add more in time. And yeah, donors can can switch. We've had people start with climate change, switch to quality education. So mm-hmm. the idea is for it to be pretty flexible. How much money? I mean, are you keeping track of this? How much money has Penny Loafer raised? Yeah. So we started in September of last year. And so not far, even we've a full given, year, not even a full year. And we've given over 18 grand so far amazing. to nonprofits. Yeah. So that it's been awesome. It's been growing each month and keep in mind the the average donation is $20 a month Mm -hmm. and the median's even lower at $10. So these are not huge donations that are coming in, but it's really adding up and it's been really exciting to see. That is exciting. I hope it continues to grow. I'm going to have to check into this. And what I love about it is that you're not taking a portion of the giving. I think that that can hold people back. It's feeling like, okay, if I'm going to give my hard-earned money, I want it to go fully 100% to the cause at hand, not to a middleman. So I love that you do that and that you have a tip method because that would actually make me want to give a tip, right? Like that, that makes me want to say like, Hey, thanks for not being like greedy and selfish and, and wanting to take, and it's really not greedy or selfish, right? It's a business model. Right. Right. But when we give, we don't see it as business because we see it as an emotional thing. It's an emotional act. Yes. So I love that you do that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I wanted to be intentional about that and I wanted to build it how I would appreciate the business operating, you know, if I was Mm -hmm. to go onto this platform. So that, that was important to me as well. So I'm, I'm happy that resonates with you. I love it. Well, tell us a little bit more about where we can learn about Penny Loafer and where people can check it out to see if it would be something that they'd like to add to their monthly budget. Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to learn more and to to start giving is to go to our website, 
So it's www.pennyloafer, and that's singular.org. So you can read more about me, more about Penny Loafer, our causes. We we always list out all the charities we've donated to. So if you want to okay. get a better idea of some of the orgs we've chosen in the past, you can check those out as well. And then on all social, we're pennyloafer underscore org. Probably most active on Instagram. So feel free to, to check out our Instagram and, and learn more there as well. And is this your full-time thing? Are you still working as a consultant? Yeah, so I'm doing some like grant writing and things on the side, mm-hmm. but have been trying to focus more and more on this to, to help it grow. So I love it. Hope That's you'll awesome. join us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at the end of every interview, I love to ask our guests a couple of questions just to get to know them better. So don't think too hard about these. The first one is, what is one thing on your bucket list that you want to do? This has been on my bucket list for a while, but I would love to drive cross country. In yeah, a car and, or in like a RV? Is there? I mean, RV would be great. I, it would be, I'd be okay in a car. I'd love to stop. I'd love to see all the the national parks. So, oh my gosh. you know, Montana is big on my list. Mm-hmm. At Glacier National Park and things yeah. like that. So that, that's a big, a big bucket list thing I hope to do. Where are you <laughs> living right now? So I live in Puerto Rico, actually. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, but I moved okay. to San Juan like three years ago uh, for my husband's job. Oh, okay. Are y'all there long term? Yeah. Uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you work remote <laughs> then whenever you I do. Yes. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> I do. Yeah. One of the benefits of working remote. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. So the second question is what's one money mistake you've made that you would tell everybody to avoid? So I went down like a web three crypto rabbit hole in like November of last year when things were like really at its height. (laughs) There's a lot of money in it. And I had like made some money very Mm -hmm. like off like this one project that was quick and random and like totally just lucky. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, this is easy, you know, to the moon we go. So I ended up investing some more money and just like completely lost it in NFTs. So I would just say my, my advice would be there's no easy or there's no easy money, obviously. So do your research, (laughs) only play with money you can lose. And I was playing with money Mm -hmm. I could lose. So it was fine, but it's never fun to lose money. So even if you're (laughs) even, I mean, it's like, it's almost like gambling, right? Yeah, it it really was. It was, Um, that's how crypto feels to me. It feels like gambling and I don't like to gamble. So hundred percent. And like, yeah. So it was just a craze and I jumped on board without actually doing enough research. Mm -hmm. So that would be, that would be my advice. Okay. That's that's good (laughs) advice. I love it. And and that's a good lesson to learn, especially with play money and not like all of your money, because I think it's totally okay to have to dabble in different things, but you also have to be strategic about Mm -hmm. your retirement. Okay. And the third question is just finish this sentence. My favorite thing I've ever spent money on is travel, travel always. Yeah. Yeah. Where have you gone? Big, like, where are some trips that you're like, this was hands down worth it? I, I was living in South America for a year after college. And one of the, the best trips I did was down to Patagonia. I did like a 10 day backpacking wow. hike in Southern uh, Argentina and Chile. So that was pretty amazing. 
Yeah. Gosh. Do you have any, any travel plans, any upcoming travel plans? So I'm expecting soon. So nothing. nothing Your first. It is my first. Okay. So nothing. I'm hoping to get to Mexico city um, next year. So that's, that's big on my travel list. Yeah. Mexico city. There's a direct flight to Colombia from San Juan. So we kind of want to get that in while we're still in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. So those are two that I've been kind of eyeing that I want to get to next. So you're like, this would be an easy, an easy trip to take from where you are. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really hope that whether or not people check out Penny Loafer or sign up for it, I just hope that this inspired people to really think about their giving and how to make it just a more strategic, have a strategic plan for giving. And then also realize that even just a little bit helps, even when it doesn't feel like it helps, it actually does collectively make a difference. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. It was great to talk to you about this. Yeah. Okay. And I'll link to your website and all of your social media in the show notes below. Perfect. Thanks so much, Allison. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Andy. I know that for me, it has inspired me to really think about my giving, to make sure that I'm giving to organizations regularly and ones that I truly care about. And it helped remind me that I don't always have to do all of the legwork when it comes to researching organizations because I know that can be so overwhelming. Be sure to check out Penny Loafer in the show notes. And ultimately, I hope this inspired you to give back but of course within your budget so that way you can still live your best life and reach your money goals. I'll see you next week.